Faith, love, truth, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life, arming you with the truth and the mindset to lead courageously in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead Y'all, I probably sound snarky and like a smart aleck in this video, and I don't mean to. Um, I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated because I hate when I don't understand something, and it seems like other people that I know are smart people, and I, you know, they've had success and lots of more success than I have financially, you know. And I doubt myself, and maybe you doubt yourself sometimes too. You, you feel like you don't understand something, and it's like, what am I like? What am I not? getting about this but you know i'm I'm learning to trust my gut more um yeah bitcoin's supposedly different than all these other cryptos lots of money's been poured into all these and just evaporated been lost no people that got it stolen yeah it's the early days it's the wild west maybe it'll change maybe it won't maybe someone will put money in here and it'll go to the moon and they'll become the wealthiest person ever it seems like that's happened cool good for them i'm happy for them but for me right now I haven't wrapped my head around it yet. I'll keep seeking. I encourage you to seek too. Hope this helped you. Hope you got some value out of it. And um, yeah, I'm going to put this uh, at the beginning of the show just because I don't want y'all thinking I'm a total jerk throughout the show with all my smart aleck comments. But um, I hope y'all enjoy the show. And as you go, lead everything. What is going on, everybody? I am doing some stuff. I wish... I need my settings better because what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a little review. This is, you know, a real truth opinion, I suppose. Maybe not a real truth, but I've been really trying to wrap my head around Bitcoin. And um, I haven't read the white paper disclaimer. I uh, I just hear people talk about it, right? And I've really gotten to a point where, um, you know, I recognize as you continue to study, you realize all the things you don't know. And you think back to the things you thought you knew and you really don't know. And this is no different with, with you know, cryptocurrency. I, you know, I don't know. So disclaimer. But I have gotten to a point also where, I trust my gut and I trust my intuition. And when things don't make sense to me, you know, like if people are talking to me and they're explaining it to me and I just don't get it, I know it could be just that I'm dumb. That's very probable. That's, <laughs> that is the case sometimes. Um, but when, you know, there's just so many things that seem like pretty simple concepts that get overlooked or ignored or, you know, people just kind of gloss through these things. I don't know. It's kind of wild, you know, and I hear, you know, I've heard, um, I think it's Jamie Dimon, the, the JP Morgan guy, you know, he'll come out and I don't, I don't even remember when this was, but you know, he came out and said, Bitcoin's a scam, blah, 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 blah. And then it dropped like 24% and then he bought a bunch of it. Right. So, you know, 
there's so much manipulation of value of things. And, um, Hey, that's just one of my crypt, my, uh, criticisms of, uh, Bitcoin, but it's interesting. All these people that, you know, most of them that say it's good, but you know what I mean? Like they're the ones buying it. So anytime more people buy it, the value goes up, you know? So, uh, kind of an incentive thing too, but, um, yeah, so let's, uh, Let's dive into this video. A friend, friend of mine sent this to me. I'm trying to figure out how I can uh, play the... All right, let's do that. All right, and here we go. Start with real estate, real property, and strip every defect. I really think the interesting discussion here is how Bitcoin demonetizes real estate. Let's say you had a piece of commercial real estate. Maybe it's a $2 million warehouse. That's a hundred Bitcoin building as of right now. I happen to pull out a genie in a bottle and says, Michael, I'll give you infinite wishes. So I start casting magic spells to fix the defects in my warehouse. What's the first defect? The warehouse has got a finite life. After a hundred years, the warehouse is going to fall down or rust. It's got a problem there. So I say to the genie, why don't you make the building last forever? Like literally immortal. Fine. The building is immortal. Now the second problem is buildings are prone to damage. So I say to the genie, make it indestructible. No problem. When I made it immortal, I also made it indestructible. So it doesn't matter how often it gets rained on and if it gets struck by lightning or crashed into it or exploded, it's not going anywhere. Indestructible immortal building. The insurance goes away if the building is indestructible. Remember the building was worth $2 million, 100 Bitcoin. Generally, uh, a building that will last forever that you can't destroy is more valuable. Now the issue is the building has maintenance fees. There are all sorts of fees normally on an ordinary building. And if I have a building, I have to paint it, that goes away. No repainting, no changing out the roof, no caulking, no fixing cracks. If the maintenance cost of the building goes away, then it's worth even more. Oftentimes, maintenance fees could be one, two, three percent of the commercial value of the building. So if you pay three percent of the value of the building for the next hundred years, that's 300 percent. If I took it to zero, building is worth more. That's good. So the genie basically makes it a low maintenance or zero maintenance building. What else drives down the value of the building? Property taxes. There's some kind of property tax. Those taxes can range from 10, 20 basis points a year to 250 basis points a year. In Florida, the property tax on a building that's held as a residence is 200 basis points a year. The $10 million building costs you 200,000 a year to hold it. That's another form of maintenance. So I say to the genie, make the property tax go away. How do we do that? We move it out of space. It's not in a city. It's not in a country. It's in cyberspace. So in cyberspace, there's no property tax. Now I've got an indestructible, immortal, maintenance-free building with no property tax. All right. I'm, this is a lot. So I'm going to pause and he's still on the real estate. And I, you know, this kind of all stems off of like uh comparisons to real estate. Um, maybe at the end it, it changes a little bit, but let's think about this. So he says it's indestructible and it's immortal. Well, one, I know that there's billions, perhaps trillions of dollars. I, I, I don't know the real number of Bitcoin that are lost in cyberspace because people lost their passwords. So, yeah, it's living out there, but nobody can get to it. It doesn't sound uh, very indestructible and immortal because your value is destroyed if you lose your password. <laughs> like, think about how many times have you forgotten your password when you're logging into something? And then you have to reset it when you call the bank 
And like, I pretty much have to do that every time I log into anything these days because I'm smart and uh, follow the rules and don't write down my passwords anywhere. Because some, most people, they have like an Excel file with all their passwords in it. It's the only way they can remember them, right? Um, you know, I know people personally that have had hundreds of thousands of dollars just stolen from them, wiped out from people stealing their Bitcoin, right? So definitely not indestructible, definitely not immortal for you individually. Yeah, it might live on forever, but um, yeah, I just don't like, that doesn't make sense to me. Those comments, you know, you're making the assertion that um, real estate is not indestructible, not immortal. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I mean, the land's not going anywhere. I don't think, typically doesn't. Um, yeah, the building depreciates, but that gives you tax advantages, right? And we'll get into tax for sure. But another thing he's really missing throughout this whole thing is uh, real estate cash flows. Did you hear that? Cash flow. So, you know, he brings up all these arguments about property taxes. Um, he brings up all these arguments about maintenance costs. If you have a real estate investment, the cash flow pays all those and it pays you the whole time. And you get tax benefits from the depreciation. So, you know, he's just ignoring all that. Like he's making comments and assertions that Bitcoin is indestructible, immortal. You don't need insurance for it. What? So now um, you're telling me the insurance companies aren't going to try to take a bite out of Bitcoin at some point. And, um, you know, I just like I know people again that have had hundreds. Of, they have had four of their Bitcoins drained. I don't remember what the value was at the time. But if you think about that, if they still had those Bitcoins. That'd be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Anyway, uh, we'll keep going here. Um, another another quick comment. You know, he's comparing property taxes. Oh, Bitcoin doesn't have property taxes. Well, you know, it's going to have capital gains tax, y'all. Somebody's going to figure out a way to tax that. And, uh, you know, again, I don't see any tax advantages with Bitcoin like there is with real estate. Let's continue. Getting a bit more valuable. Now, what's your next wish? So I say the genie, make the building teleportable. The building is sitting in California, but all the customers are in New York City. So I blink and the building is teleported in New York City. Great. Now they want the building in Tokyo during the Tokyo Olympics. So I blink and the building is there. If I can instantly teleport the building anywhere, that would be better building. I've just upgraded the property a bit more. Now, what impairs the value of the building? A limitation on who you can rent it to. So when I can teleport the building, I can move it to any city, any place where there are people and I can rent it to them. But the other problem is you can only rent a building maybe by the month, maybe by the year, maybe by the decade. What if I've got someone that's willing to pay me $100,000 a day, but they only want to rent it for three days during the Monaco Grand Prix? That's an example. During the inauguration in D.C., when there's infinite demand and people will pay 10x as much. I need an office space in D.C. for three weeks. Can you teleport the building there? That would be easier to monetize piece of real estate. So I say to the genie, let me rent it to anyone for any period. Or another way to say it is, I want to be able to rent it anywhere at any frequency. That upgrades the value of the real estate. Now someone comes along and looks at my warehouse and they go, I would pay you quadruple normal rent, but I only want a quarter of it. I'd like to be able to subdivide it. What if I could subdivide the building into four pieces and ship it to four different cities and sell it to the highest bidder? 
The ability to freely subdivide and recombine the property at any frequency makes the property more valuable. Here's the trick. Convert the building into a hotel, divide it into 100 rooms, and then make it into 30 suites, and then rent the suites for 30 hours each, and then recombine it into one big banquet hall, and then convert it back into a warehouse. What you're doing is you're morphing the building day by day. All right. This point... I think makes sense to me is valid. I like, I think this is a great point. However, I'll say this who average investor out there, right? Who, who is going to be subdividing, dividing all this Bitcoin? Like how many of you have done a cash out refi? Like I would just compare teleportation of your, uh, cash or teleportation of your property. So you can rent it somewhere else or rent it here or subdivide it or blah, blah, blah. Like, it's kind of like, you know, you're basically just lever, you know, like with real estate. Yeah, you can rent a building here, but I could leverage that building, you know, pull value out of it, whatever, use the cash flow from it to go buy another asset or buy another building or do something over here. Again, time horizon's different. So he's right. He's right about all that stuff. But, um, you know, who is going to be taking their big, like, there are people, but for the average investor, like, I don't think they're going to even know how to infinitely subdivide their Bitcoin and, you know, get crazy returns on investment. Like, maybe they can. Maybe they can use a business like this guy's because I'm pretty sure he's a huge Bitcoin investor. Um, I don't really know anything about him, so I don't want to slander the man. Um, he seems like a very smart dude, and I know he's made a ton of money in Bitcoin, uh, potentially. Um, so, uh, and and heavily invested in Bitcoin. So, again... If you're heavily invested in Bitcoin, you have a vested interest to get other people to buy it because that's the only way the value goes up, right? Right? And you'll say, Phil, if you're heavily invested in real estate, you're going to promote real estate. It's like, well, everybody needs a place to live, right? Like, you know, it's it's kind of self-promoting. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's better than everything else. I'm just saying I haven't found anything else that compares to it. And you know, this guy's telling me Bitcoin's better than everything else. You know what I mean? So like one of us is wrong. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Let's keep going. By day, place by place to maximize the rent. Now you look at it like that. You say well, that building I started with doesn't feel that good. It was static. It couldn't move. It couldn't reconfigure. This one sounds much better. A flexible building. Then my issue is it's only a warehouse or it's only a whatever. I want to use it for anything. So the genie basically cast a spell and allowed me to convert the building into a school or a sports stadium or a hotel. Or how about this one? Into a container ship. People don't want hotels. They want container ships. So another pause. So, okay, what he's doing is he's taking a currency. He's converting it. Like all he's doing, again, I get the subdividing flexibility of the currency of Bitcoin, which is software technically, supposedly, right? But think about this. What he's doing is he's using the Bitcoin to buy physical assets, right? Are you with me? Physical assets, like real estate. All of his comments are, now I can subdivide this Bitcoin 
into now maybe this is all metaphorical and he's not literally talking about taking the money here and going in here and renting it out but like what's he renting that money out for i mean he's basically leveraging it to people who need it to buy stuff right like am i thinking crazy on this all like it's just i, I really struggle with this y'all and so uh i'd love to hear where i'm like totally missing the boat here but you know, I get his point, but all he's doing is pointing to the fact that he's going to split, subdivide, infinitely teleport, leverage this currency, Bitcoin, and do that to people who are actually going to be buying physical assets. Right? Like there's the real world and then there's this imaginary, imaginary currency world, like this fiat currency we have right now, like, well, uh, Bitcoin's different because the, the values, you know, the quantity is limited. I'm, I'm with you there, but it's still not backed by anything. You say, okay, there's software behind it. Okay. That's cool. You know, it, it's just, I, I don't know. And to me, it's just another currency. Carry natural gas right now. It'd be a lot more valuable if my real estate could become a different form of property. If you can use it for anything, that's a big upgrade. The other thing you want with any property is you want to upgrade it over time. Like I've got 10 acres and it's a parking lot. It's worth X, but what if I could develop a thousand story parking garage on top of the same acreage? I could develop a thousand story building on it. So my property would be a lot more valuable if I had the right to develop it. Now, who controls that right? It's your neighborhood, your precinct, your city, your state controls your right. But if I had property in cyberspace, I would have no limitations on my ability to develop it. You might say to me as an engineer, what's the right of selling a thousand story building when the tallest building that any architect has built anywhere in the Again, I don't understand how he's developing Bitcoin. Like, what does that even mean? You're developing Bitcoin. What he's going to be doing is subdividing it out anywhere in the world with no limitations. And other people are going to be subject to those same constraints and permitting problems that he's saying they won't have to use that Bitcoin that he's subdividing out everywhere without those constraints to actually invest in physical assets. Because there's nothing else. Like the world is just a physical world. That's the only thing that's real. Everything else is imaginary. Social media is fake imaginary stuff to be manipulated, right? Like the real world is you and me living our lives every day. The people we talk to, the buildings we live in, the, you know, we walk around. Like that's real life. Going to church, your faith. Like those are real things. And then there's just all these other imaginary things that help us function as society. But, you know, when it comes down to eternal life, you know, if you really believe we have an eternal life, um, yeah, it just really, you know, this, this doesn't, doesn't jive for me. The world is 150 stories. I would say this century. What about next century when we have adamantium steel or some new construction technique? Do you really believe that the tallest building in the year 2022 will remain the tallest building in all of humanity for the next thousand years? The ability to sell the right, 
Like, for example, I'm the humble parking lot operator, and I'm going to sell you the right as Mr. Developer to the 100 stories above my parking lot, and you're going to give me money today, even though you know it will take you 10 years to find a buyer for those rights. Maybe it will take you 30 years. Maybe you will die and you will pass the rights to the development of the land to your heir. And someone in your family will actually develop that property or develop that right and they'll make a lot of money. Do those property rights have value? Ask the people that own the property rights to Michael Jackson music or the Beatles catalog or fill in the blank. Intellectual property rights have value over time. So will property rights. Now, the funny thing is we talk about property rights. I just gave you property rights. How many people have managed to sell their property rights? Not often because we never thought of them that way. I think the next defect is right now real estate and the physical world is upgraded with tractors and machines and steel and electricity and material. But what if I could upgrade the property using computer chips? If I look at the efficiency of a computer chip, they've improved by a factor of a million over the past 10 to 20 years. But if I look at the efficiency of construction cranes in New York City, they have not improved by a factor of a million in the past 20 years. So clearly moving into the computational domain for development out of the physical domain is a way to upgrade the value of the property. And that's another really nice thing. But to sustain life on this planet, the important thing is all the physical food, physical dwellings, you know, the stuff that we live on, the imaginary software domain is just, yeah, it's helpful. But um, when I'm still not thing about digital property versus physical property, all of those are upgrades. But then the genie says to me, I got an idea for you. I'm going to make your property invisible to those who would do you harm. What is the definition of privacy? One definition of privacy is my property is invisible to those who would do me harm and available to my friends and family. See, think about walking down a street, seeing a wall, and you see the sign private property. It's not private to the family of the owner. It's not private to the friends of the owner. It's private to the criminals with guns outside the fence that might want to jump the fence and do you harm. The ultimate private property, though, is property that's so private that no one can do you harm, whether they're... Yeah, no one can do you harm except the example I just shared where it's the Wild West. People lose their password. They lose access to all their money. People come in and hack them and steal it or someone finds your password and steals it. It doesn't even, like, his, his point about do no harm makes zero sense. And uh, what happens if, you know, we're talking about software. What happens if there's an EMP? What happens if the grid shuts down? This imaginary software money is going to evaporate into thin air. Like... I just don't like, it makes no sense y'all like this is, I, I think I truly believe I've, I've made jokes about this, but, um, it's called crypto because it's like the crypt keeper. It's where the currencies go to die. Everyone's putting these fiat currencies into this crypt. Oh, and Oh crap. One day your money's going to evaporate just like it has on some of these cryptocurrencies, right? Like you've heard about, uh, uh, these people that have gone to, you know, been convicted of, uh, you know, significant uh, crimes for, uh, you know, taking people's money and then their their currency just evaporates into thin air and they uh, launder it and all this stuff and who knows where it went, right? <laughs> like, come on, y'all. I, I don't know. Like, 
this is this is really a struggle for me. They're a criminal or they're a competitor. They could be a corporation that wants your property. It could be a government or state actor. If you did have a hundred story indestructible shining building in the middle of a city, don't you think that people in the city would start staring at the building? Isn't there a ledger where every transaction is recorded? So like the, one of the benefits of Bitcoin is it's completely transparent. So I don't even understand what this means. Like I'm being told it's completely secret. No one can see my building that's standing there. A hundred story building. Look, it's right there. But I thought the whole point of Bitcoin was there's this ledger and every transaction is recorded. And so it's like bad for criminal activity potentially because um, everybody can see where all the money goes. It's all on the ledger, right? Am I, am I wrong? I might be wrong. Like I could be, this could be the, the, like, like Phil Swanson's reputation down the drain. What a dummy doesn't understand Bitcoin. I could be wrong and I probably need to go read the white paper. I'll admit it. I, I should read the white paper. I should have done it before this podcast, but you know, I have a really hard time when at face value, I'm hearing people talk to me and explain it, who I guarantee have read the white paper and the things they're saying to me make zero, they don't make sense to me. And uh, I'm not saying I'm smarter than everybody. I'm just saying if something doesn't make sense to you, don't invest in it. And if this makes sense to you, fine, go invest in it. I haven't made sense of it yet. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm really seeking it out. And uh, I just haven't been able to wrap my head around it. And resenting the person that owns that. So making it invisible or just making it go away. I don't want to own a perfect piece of property in the middle of a city where there are malefactors that would do me harm. I want the property to be in the middle of the Milky Way nebula where no one can see it, no one can get to it, and no one will resent the fact that I have it. That is what privacy is. So the genie gives me privacy to my property and they upgrade the value of the property. What would you rather have? The skyscraper in the middle of the capital of a hostile nation state or the equivalent skyscraper somewhere in the ether? That's just yeah, somewhere in the ether where every move you make is monitored. I Like this point makes no sense to me. Just as useful to you. The mythical Brigadoon, the magic city, the Emerald City over the horizon, over the rainbow. He's literally comparing Bitcoin to the Wizard of Oz. And guess what? The wizard is fake. Anyway. It's good for you. We have other phrases for those. Sometimes we call it heaven. Sometimes we call it paradise. That's what private property. Heaven and paradise are very real. Really means. We haven't gotten rid of all the deficiencies in property. I think I'd ask the genie to allow me to buy and sell the property at no fee or five basis points. Make it possible to transfer it at zero. You can transfer Bitcoin on chain or on the lightning at numbers that are either anywhere from 10 basis points to one basis point and on lightning less than one basis point. So that would be nice. I love that. So I, I, I really love the concept of Bitcoin in that you don't need banks and it's all independent and you can just send people money and you don't have this middleman charging you fees and 3% fees to transact. Like I love that. So I'm all in with regards to that concept around Bitcoin. So there you go, Bitcoin. There's my thumbs up for you. I like that idea. And no one's got a cartel on fees. Make the genie get rid of the oppressive transaction fees. I want my property to be unconfiscatable.
If you own a farm outside of a city and the city wants an airport, they can seize your farm by eminent domain. They can buy it at the rate they want to pay. And if you don't want to sell it for that amount, they can just pass a law taking it and they can pay you whatever they want. And in a war, they're going to take it for nothing. They'll just declare it's a war. and Can't they just take it with an EMP? Oof, it's gone. Can't they just steal your password? Can't they just hack you like my friend? You know, maybe they'll solve those problems in the future with uh, how uh, Bitcoin's managed. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't buy this argument. Now, say so you have to give it to the public for the public good. And in peacetime, they'll take it for whatever they want. And maybe they'll take it for their road and maybe they'll take it for their airport. Maybe they'll take it for their public park or maybe they'll just take it because they don't like you. Maybe you're the wrong religion or the wrong color, or the wrong shape or the wrong look or you've said the wrong thing. Everything that I've said before to the genie, it still doesn't solve. You don't think all these people that are tracking every one of your transactions financially potentially could not like something you're doing and then just go physically take you? And then, like, who cares if they get access to your Bitcoin if you're in prison and don't have access to it either? You know what I mean? And then your family doesn't know how to get to it and you're screwed. Like, I just, there's so many downsides that aren't being discussed in this video. Like he's making points that seem valid at face value, but you know, no one is coming back to him with, Oh yeah, but what about this and 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 this that you haven't even touched on with your points. Of this problem, assuming that they get past your other defenses, like the fact that you can teleport it anywhere and it's private, then how do you make it unconfiscated? How is it private? Skatable. You still have the option to keep it. If you actually put title to the property in your head, as opposed to anywhere else, then it does become unconfiscatable. It can't be seized. I'm not done with that genie. As I pointed out before, the property in your head, I thought it was software. The idea of teleporting it is not just teleporting it in space, but also moving it through jurisdictions. Different jurisdictions put different restrictions on it. So I want the property not to be able to be impaired by developmental restrictions and anything physical. Again, you're not developing anything with Bitcoin. You are maybe leveraging it out to people who are doing physical development. And those developments will all be subject to restrictions. By definition, can be impaired. But anything in the cyberspace, you have a decent opportunity to keep it from being impaired simply by moving it. I talked about renting it at any frequency, but the other right you have with property is to mortgage it, to actually borrow money against it. When I have a building and a state in Atlanta, I can mortgage it to banks that do business in Atlanta. But if someone offers me a better mortgage, if they offer me a mortgage at half the cost, but that is coming from a different nation state, I can't take that mortgage because I can't move the building. When the property becomes flexible, it becomes possible. So I like this, infinite flexibility, of creating leverage like that's all cool possible to mortgage it to anywhere to anyone on earth or in the heavens any bank could be so this is really in my opinion and maybe I'm, I'm misunderstanding him but this is really what he's been talking about the whole time when he's saying it's moldable and transferable and i can subdivide it and blah 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 all he's talking about is leveraging it to mortgage it out without any uh nation boundaries which is all cool, but then who's he loaning it out to? Uh, people that need it to develop real stuff.
So um, all those loans are going to still be subject to some sort of restriction, right? Come to counterpart in the mortgage. But mortgages come in flavors like generally multi-year, one decade, 30 years. What if I wanted to mortgage it at any frequency? So the ability to mortgage to anyone at any frequency is an upgrade. What if I just wanted to borrow some money for the next 30 seconds? Now, why would I want to do that? Here's a practical example. I want to actually borrow money against my property and every month someone offers me a lower cost, better offer. So I just move it. One month I mortgage it to a bank in Singapore. Another month I mortgage it to a bank in London. A third month I mortgage it to a bank in Atlanta. The fourth month I... So, again... I thought the whole point was to not use banks. Now he's mortgaging his Bitcoin back to banks. And for the average investor, right? Are you going to switch your mortgage every month on your Bitcoin to different banks in Singapore and Atlanta and wherever? Like, come on, people. Like, this is... mortgage it to a different type of company. It's a very flexible piece of property and I can move it at any frequency. I'm in essence driving down the cost of my capital in the same way that when I rent it at any frequency, I'm driving up the yield on my asset. So I agree that having no boundaries to where you can lend out this money, aka mortgage it. Again, a mortgage is a loan backed by real estate. So I don't know when he says mortgaging it, like I don't know what's back in the loan. Maybe this software is supposedly back in the loan. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. That makes it a better business. Last idea, I say to the genie, can I just store an entire billion dollar building in the palm of my hand? What if I could store a 10,000 floor building and I could wear it around my finger? Infinite economic density, the black hole, the white dwarf of money, this infinite density gives me a lot of flexibility. Infinite density? Seems like a good idea. But all that means to me is it's fake. It doesn't exist. Nothing is infinitely dense. Does this make sense? Like nothing in the physical world has infinite density. So it makes me know that this is imaginary, just another imaginary currency to manage the pro software is infinitely dense. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not a software expert, but still think it all comes back and ties to the physical world property. However I want. And then I think my last twist, I say to the genie, I like the way you fixed my property and made it maintenance free and indestructible and immortal and allow me to program on a computer and move at the speed of light and make it non-confiscatable, etc. But now I'd like you to guarantee me that you don't sell more than 21 million blocks of this or do this for more than 21 million in the universe forever. So if you actually could get the universe to agree that there'll never be more than 21 million blocks of perfect property, that's the icing on the cake. When I did everything else, I created digital property, but when I capped it at 21 million blocks, I made it digital scarcity.
or the ultimate scarce property. What happens to property values when the city passes a law saying that no one can develop any more real estate, you cannot build any more buildings, or you can't build a building more than 10 floors forever in city limits? When you put a restriction on the property development, it drives up the value of all the property within the city dramatically. So here we're talking about putting a hard cap limit on digital property in the universe. Again, what are we using this digital property for? We're using it to buy real estate and invest in physical businesses. And it's sure you're limiting the number. Cool. So that helps with in the value, inflation, you know, I, I, maybe um, it's going to make it less volatile long term. But again, like if somebody can just come out here and say one comment about it and the value changes by more than 20%. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. For all time, that's even much better than 21 million for the next hundred years or until the administration changes or someone passes a law or 21 million, but only until the United States of America ceases to be a nation state. That's not quite as good as 21 million forever. What I just did there was I made about 18 wishes to my genie. And each wish removed a defect in the property. Now I've got $2 million to invest. Do I want to own a $2 million warehouse in any city in the world? Or do I want to own 100 Bitcoin? Seems pretty obvious. When you buy the $2 million warehouse, you are marrying the neighborhood zoning board. You're marrying the city. You're marrying the county. You're marrying the state. You're permanently married for life to the country. And if you think all of those will go on forever perfectly, you've still got the issue of acts of God. Now you're exposed to earthquakes, tsunamis, floods, fires, lightning strikes, hailstorms, global warming, etc. It's pretty clear that commercial real estate was a good idea for property preservation in the 20th century. But in the 21st century, it's an antiquated idea. As the governments and as the society around the property decays, the property itself decays. For example, you wouldn't really want to own the most beautiful building there is in a country where the regime collapses. You could have a luxury hotel, but if the currency collapses and the government collapses, your luxury hotel isn't going to hold its value. So as various nation states collapse, the properties collapse. A great case in point would be to go look at, say, luxury properties in Cuba and look at what happened to luxury hotels and luxury houses in Cuba with the rise of Castro. It kind of peaked in 1960. And then for the next 60 years, all those properties decayed. In another 40 or 50 years, whatever beauty or value that was there is gone because they haven't maintained them and they can't maintain them. And Bitcoin is the opposite of that. Whereas commercial real estate... All right, so someone... Had Bitcoin. They farmed it off. They subdivided it to Cuba back in the day. Somebody used it, leveraged it at interest. So you're basically becoming the bank, right? To buy those buildings. I mean, what else do you do with Bitcoin? I'm, I'm confused. Maybe, maybe I don't get it. Maybe this, like, to me, when you have Bitcoin in this type of investment scenario and you're subdividing it all over the world, I get the flexibility. You're not tied down to a physical building in a physical place necessarily, but if you're going to leverage it out at any point, 
whenever you leverage it out in one of those places, you're now tied down. And if that place is impacted by all those things he brought up, then so is your Bitcoin, right? Like, am I wrong? It just, this doesn't make sense to me, y'all. It peaked at different points in different jurisdictions over the last hundred years. Bitcoin is now just beginning to come into its prime. Every time a new lightning wallet is shipped, Bitcoin is upgraded. And every time a new layer three app is created, Bitcoin is upgraded. And every time a new miner comes online, Bitcoin is upgraded. And every time a new regulatory guideline is laid out, Bitcoin is upgraded. So Bitcoin is just continuing to improve its property. Real estate is continuing to decay its property. You can see that the only reason a casual investor wouldn't start to shift their allocation of savings from commercial real estate to Bitcoin is they don't understand Bitcoin. This could be the case. I might not understand it. I, I'm willing to admit that. I definitely don't know everything. But let me ask you this. He makes all these negatives about real estate, but Bitcoin doesn't cash flow. And they say, no, well, you're going you're gonna to leverage it out a bit infinite times and then it'll cash flow. Okay, well, where am I leveraging it? Uh, back into real estate and physical stuff, right? And then I don't get tax benefits like I do with real estate. I don't get the cash flow like I do with real estate. I don't get all that depreciation that I get with real estate. I don't get other physical benefits of uh, just being able to use the property that I get with real estate. I don't get appreciation like I do with real estate because the value's finite. So at some point, I mean, yeah, it might appreciate just because more people want it, but uh, you know, I, I have no tax benefits either on that appreciation. So point. If you walked up to the typical real estate investor and say, quick, give me the 18 crippling defects in your real estate. They couldn't name the 18 things I just laid out to you. I could. And I don't know. Does this guy know real estate? Maybe. Has he asked a real estate investor that? We don't know that the property's falling apart and we have to maintain it. And I couldn't either before I knew Bitcoin. You don't understand the defects in your property until you see. So he's saying that real estate investors didn't understand that their properties need to be maintained that buildings need to be rebuilt over time, that um, they can't be moved, that we're subject to the uh, rules and regulations wherever the building is, the permitting, all that stuff. You know, like we, he didn't understand that. He doesn't think real estate people understand all that. The perfect synthetic property or digital property. Just like you don't understand the defects in your currency until you see perfect currency. Oh, believe me. I understand the defects in our currency. If you don't understand the defects in our fiat currency, then you're just very, very blind and ill-informed and uneducated about the fact that we've been flat out robbed by these criminal cartel banksters around the world for decades. Um, yeah. If you don't understand Bitcoin, you don't know what's wrong with gold and you don't understand what's wrong with fiat currency really until you understand what's right about Bitcoin. 
And I think the same is true with property holders. They don't understand what's wrong with their investment until they understand what perfection looks like. So Bitcoin is the perfect currency. It's perfect. I'm going to keep seeking. Let's keep trying to understand. But uh, it definitely doesn't seem perfect to me. And most of them, when they hear Bitcoin, their reaction is just, it's scary. I'm afraid. I don't know much about it. It's too volatile. And their brain shuts off. And that's as far as it goes. As we educate the pop. See, that's not what I'm doing. My brain's not shut off. I'm still looking in. I'm still exploring. I have an open mind. I want, I, to me, I would love to just be able to throw all my money in Bitcoin and not think about it. La, la, la. And I know I'm going to go to the moon and have infinite leverage flexibility. That's all cool. But there's just like, there's no... There's no cash flow. There's no tax benefits. I could lose my password tomorrow and my money disappears. Someone could steal it from me and there's no recourse. All my transactions are tracked and the government could just come put me in prison if they don't like what I'm doing. Um, all of the leverage I use to leverage it is leveraged back into real estate. Um, there's no, there's, I don't know. I don't know, guys and gals. Population on Bitcoin, I think people start to create tables of the 10 defects in real estate versus Bitcoin. And you go, wow, the only thing not to like about Bitcoin is it's new and volatile. But as Bitcoin's volatility decreases over time, loan to value will grow. I think education will call. So if its volatility decreases, then how is it appreciating? people to gradually demonetize their real estate and move it into Bitcoin. And then what do they do with their Bitcoin? Just sits there? Who's using the Bitcoin? How is the value? It just goes up because more people buy it. I think if we switch subjects to the second question you had, which is how does it impact equity? The most vulnerable equity is the equity indexes. Those are things that people buy just to have a store of value without expressing an opinion on a given company. I don't want to pick which of the 500 S&P 500 companies is undervalued. I just want to park my money somewhere. I think Bitcoin there is emerging as a monetary index that you can acquire and you just don't have to express an opinion about a commercial entity. You don't have to be worried about the quality of the management team or the cash flows or regulatory concerns. And so it, it will tend to demonetize those indexes. If a billion dollars gets pulled out of the S&P index and put into Bitcoin, then that's a billion dollars of demand for stocks of the underlying 500 companies in the S&P that goes away. As the money gets pulled out of the indexes and the ETFs, then that will demonetize the equities of the underlying constituents. So that last point, I think I agree with. Um, but I mean, basically what he says is just another currency. That's what I heard. I don't know. Maybe I misheard. Y'all, I probably sound snarky and like a smart aleck in this video, and I don't mean to. Um, I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated because I hate when I don't understand something. And it seems like other people that I know are smart people and, I, you know, they've had success and lots of more success than I have financially, you know, and I doubt myself and maybe you doubt yourself sometimes too. You, you feel like you don't understand something and it's like, what am I like, what am I not getting about this? But, you know, I'm, I'm learning to trust my gut more. Um, 
yeah, Bitcoin's supposedly different than all these other cryptos. Lots of money's been poured into all these and just evaporated, been lost. No people that got it stolen. Yeah, it's the early days. It's the Wild West. Maybe it'll change. Maybe it won't. Maybe someone will put money in here and it'll go to the moon and they'll become the wealthiest person ever. It seems like that's happened. Cool. Good for them. I'm happy for them. But for me, right now, I haven't wrapped my head around it yet. I'll keep seeking. I encourage you to seek too. Hope this helped you. Hope you got some value out of it. And um, yeah, I'm going to put this uh, at the beginning of the show just because I don't want y'all thinking I'm a total jerk throughout the show with all my smart aleck comments. But um, I hope you all enjoy the show. And as you go, lead everything.